Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Good morning and happy birthday to us. The game is 10 years old. That's right. I'm your host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3, the big, bald, and beautiful one. Joined here inside the game studios on this illustrious occasion by the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names. we got a tremendous show lined up for you today as we celebrate 10 years of being Southwest Louisiana Sports Station today. The party is already planned. The back of the SUV is filled with stuff. Oh, yeah. We got multiple people bringing stuff to Buffalo Wild Wings this afternoon. We got a lot going on, man. Lots going on for the birthday bash this afternoon. Got a great show lined up for you today as well. Coming up at 7.30, Ron Higgins, our friend from Tiger Details, the award-winning columnist, will be joining us. He's going to break down this Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame class that's going to be inducted on Saturday. It has a lot of LSU flavor. We're going to talk about that, as well as some latest news concerning the current Tiger teams. That'll be coming up at 7.30. At 8 o'clock, former LSU All-American, BCS National Champion, 13-year veteran of the National Football League, all with the Buffalo Bills. Kyle Williams will be joining us. He's going to be one of those individuals inducted on Saturday in the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. Got to catch up with Kyle. That'll be great. That'll be coming up at 8 o'clock. And then at 8.30, you couldn't do a 10th birthday bash show without talking to one of our biggest supporters, One of our friends, a man who has served as guest host here on the game from time to time, has been a guest on every single show we've had on the air, the legend, Danny Broussard, the STM boys basketball coach, who will be joining us from Chicago. My man's at a national conference, running into famous people, getting his picture taken with Charles Oakley and others. But he's going to be joining us from Chicago as we celebrate 10 years. So those are our three guests. Ron Higgins at 7.30, Kyle Williams at 8 o'clock, and Danny Broussard at 8.30. Of course, we'll take your phone calls today. Game hotline's always open, 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. We got a lot to get to today. College World Series. It was Elimination Tuesday yesterday. We'll recap that for you coming up. Gronk retires yet again. We'll touch on that. But we're going to lead off with the Houston Astros. 
in them shows. Weird week for them. They got to play two games against the Mets at home at Minute Maid, then go and play in the Bronx against the Yankees, the best team in baseball, and then travel over to Queens to play the Mets yet again. The Mets are the best team in the National League. The Yankees are the best team in the American League and overall. So this is going to be a challenging week for the Houston Astros. Well, they started off the challenging week with a convincing 8-2 win over said Mets last night. Got a good performance from Jose Arquiti. Wait, what's happening? He pitched okay. He wasn't awful. It's always a good thing. Jose goes six full innings, scatters four hits, only gives up the one run, only walks one batter, and strikes out five. Now, of course, the one run was a home run. But all in all, a nice performance from Jose Arquiti, who who needed this, right? He's been pitching wildly inconsistent and has pitched poorly at times the last month plus. But he gives the Astros a very good outing, and Dusty Baker's team takes full advantage of it as Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez step up in a big way in this ball game, it all started in the bottom of the third for the Strohs. Altuve homeward to left. Then Alvarez says, hey, bud, I like what you did there with that home run. I like running around the base paths. So I'm going to do the same thing. Bregman had gotten on base. That's a two-run blast. Now it's 3 nothing. Then comes the fifth. Altuve and Alvarez score and Brantley scores because Kyle Tucker steps to the plate and has a bases-clearing double. (laughs) Bye-bye. Now it's 6-0. Just like that. Dubon then singles to left in the same inning, scoring Tucker, and just like that, after five innings, the Astros are up seven to nothing. Now, the Mets get back-to-back solo home runs in the sixth inning and the seventh inning to cut the lead down to seven to two. But then the Strohs get a solo home run of their own from Siri. That makes it eight to your final score. Pretty impressive stuff there. Altuve. One for four with two runs score. He also drew a walk. Brantley, two hits. Mr. Reliable, we don't talk enough about Michael Brantley. He just mans left field and goes out there and bats 300. That's what he does. Alex Bregman had a nice night at the plate. I know, we haven't said that a lot lately. Maybe Bregs just needed Kevin Foote to come back off the cruise to criticize him live on the air. Maybe that was, and he heard it, says, footsie, I got to step it up. Being challenged by the voice of Acadiana Sports. Can't have it. Briggs goes two for three, scores a run, drew a walk as well. That's what you want to see from the former MVP candidate. 
Doesn't all have to be home runs. Doesn't have to be big blasts. Just get on base. Two for three. Score a run. Draw a walk. That's what you need. Of course, Alvarez, Tucker with the big timely hits. Dubon went two for three as well. Remember, he's subbing in for Pena, who's on the IL. The Astros just have a wealth of talent. Hey, our rookie of the year candidate gets injured and has to go in the IL. Hold on. His replacement can come in and go two for three with an RBI and draws a walk. That's what we call an embarrassment of riches, if you will. An embarrassment of riches. Mets held to only eight hits. Alonzo was an absolute terror, going three for three with a run scored and a ribby. But no one else had more than one hit for the Mets. And like I said, Urquidy pitched well. Four hits, one run, six innings. And they turned it over to the bullpen. And Madden gave up the home run. But he only lasted one inning. Then they turned it to Martinez and Abreu, and they were able to scatter three hits over two innings. And more importantly, the Shroves got the W. And they did so against one of the weaker pitchers. The Mets have good pitching. It's it's nicked up with DeGrom and Scherzer. They got to Williams, who falls to one and four on the season. He only lasted four innings, giving up three earned runs on four hits. He also walked three batters. Mets pitchers walked seven Astros hitters. That's not what we call winning baseball. Mets dropped to 45 and 25 overall on the season. They're not as good away from what I call Shea Stadium, but they call it, I believe, City Field these days. They're only 21 and 15 on the road. So they're not a terrible road team. They're just, they're not the same team. Astros improved to 42 and 25 overall. Of course, these two teams will do the little dance again tonight, today. Not tonight, today. Because it's afternoon baseball. That's right. No blonde bomber, no Jordy Holberg show today. Not to worry. You'll get all of the LSU three-point shooting legend Thursday. A full two hours, if you will. But Stroh's Mets, they will tangle at Minute Maid Ballpark this afternoon. One ten is the first pitch. You can listen to it live right here on the game. And this is interesting. You know, look, this sets the right tone for the Stroh's. Because it is a challenging week. We know they are by far the best team in the American League West, right? We, we know that. We see it. They, they went, what, 9-7 and seven to start off June, now 10-7. and seven, And they increased their league in the American League West from five and a half games to 10. That tells you everything that you need to know. The rest of the West is struggling. And Bregman is in a slump. He's trying to get out of it. Last night was a good sign. Yuli trying to get out of his slump. And, and, and last night was the perfect way to start the week. Because Bregman 
has been in a slump, a historic slump for him. He goes two for three, draws a walk. Yuli got on base. Jose Arquiti, who'd been up and down and had been pitching poorly, he gives you a good outing. That sets the tone for the rest of the week because you have the Mets game this afternoon, day baseball. You're going to throw Garcia. And then you go to to New York for six straight games. Four in the Bronx against the Yankees, who are the best team in baseball. And then two more over in Queens against the Mets. And this also allows you, because Urquidy did so well, you know, you now can set this up. You're going to throw Framer Valdez Thursday in the first game against the Yankees. Then it's going to be Verlander on Friday night, Christian Javier on Saturday, and then you'll have Urquidy pitch in the Sunday afternoon game. Both Saturday and Sunday's games are day games, 12.05, 12.35. And then you'll have Garcia ready to go again for the Mets. So he's going to face the Mets to this afternoon, then he'll face them again which Dusty Baker, I can guarantee you, made sure to kind of do that on purpose. He wanted to see. And you have your best pitchers pitching against the Yankees. That's the other part of this. No offense to Garcia, but. And then y'all Framer close things out against the Mets next Wednesday. So this is a, a, a crucial week for the Strohs. Not in the grand scheme of things, but definitely to see where they're at against the two of the best teams in baseball. Are the Astros one of the best teams in baseball? It feels like they are. But once again, Pena still on the IL. Are they going to get him back for this road trip? Don't know. But, man, if Bregman can get out of this slump, watch out. They're already top three, top four best teams in Major League Baseball. That's with Pena on the IL. That's with Urquidy not pitching well. That's with Alex Bregman in a historic slump. That's Yuli Gurriel, last year's batting champion, in a historic slump for him. And they're still in the mix. This week would go a long way of changing maybe the perception of just how good this Astros team is this year. Once again, Astros, Mets will tussle once again this afternoon. First pitch set for 110. Garcia will take the mound for the Strohs. You can listen to the game live right here on the game. First pitch, 110. Then afterwards, come out for the birthday bash. What? Let's go. (laughs) Birthday. Happy birthday to us. We got to take a timeout. Even on our birthday, we have to do that. Sorry. Has to be done. When we return, the foodie poll question of the week will be unveiled. And it's about birthdays. That's coming up next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. 
Download the free The Game mobile app for Android and Apple devices. No matter where you are in the country, you can listen to The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Look, we know you love to entertain, especially in the falls during football season, cheering on LSU, cheering on UL, McNeese, Sundays, you're cheering on the black and gold, the New Orleans Saints. Why not take your living area, your outdoor living space, your man cave, and take it to the next level? I know you love to entertain. Why not turn that area into the envy of your neighborhood? You know how you're going to do that? Go visit my friends over at Lafayette Marble and Granite. Visit their website, lmgelite.com, today. Or simply stop by their showroom located on I-49 North across from Hub City Ford. Look, they are the South's largest cultured marble factory, and they pride themselves on earning your business. You already know They provide show-stopping marble countertops for kitchens and bathrooms. But guess what? They can take that man cave. They can take that outdoor living space of yours where you love to entertain in the falls, fall, and they can take it to the next level. Simply visit their website, lmgelite.com, to learn more about all the sensational services and the great products they have to offer. Live inventory is updated every single Wednesday. Guess what? That's today. Visit lmgelite.com or... As I said, stop by their showroom, located right there on I-49, north across from Mub City Ford. Lafayette, Marble, and Granite, they're looking to earn your business, and trust me, earn it, they will. Time for us to unveil our poll question of the day. It's our foodie poll question of the week. And it's all about cake. Birthday cake, that is. What cake do you prefer for your birthday what do you prefer do you prefer the homemade cake the one that your mom used to make you when you were growing up as a kid do you prefer the grocery store cake you know the one that you get from like the deli area it's already made up they make them in the back they'll write happy birthday on there do you prefer what i call bougie cakes high-end bakery cake you know that's the only thing they do the only thing to do is make cakes is that your go-to spend a little extra dough on the high-end cake or are you the type of person that says who cares it's all cake it's our poll question of the day i'm gonna tell you who i am i do enjoy cake i'll say that first of all go get that out of the way nothing Makes me more upset when we go to a party and there's fondant on the cake. First of all, I don't want rubbery gum on my damn cake. Let's get that out of the way. My wife loves it. She loves the fancy cakes. Producer extraordinaire Hannah Five Names is leaving the room. She's so disgusted by my dislike for fondant. First of all, I don't understand it. It's cake. Why are you covering up the cake with, I don't know, it's like 
a rubber seal. I, I don't know what you're doing. And they're like, oh, it's edible. No, it's not. It doesn't taste good. Stop it. I know I'm coming in with a hot cake take this morning. I got it. I got it. I know who I am, though. I'm true to myself. So I usually eat around it. <laughs> when we go to weddings or events like that, I'm like, oh, who, who did this? Who did this? My wife loves the high-end cakes. We watch all the baking shows. She loves it. Yeah. Oh, look, how, look what they made out of this. I says, they make all these great creations. I says, they use nothing but fondant and Rice Krispie treats. That ain't cake. Can I cut into it and eat it? No. If I need to get a steak knife to cut through the fondant, I'm not eating a thing. Okay? Steak knife is for steak, not for cake. Rant over. But I will eat it. Grocery store cake, you can't usually go wrong there, right? Those people, they're nine to five, is making cake. They just don't do it in a fancy, bougie setting, right? They're more than likely going to put the the really sweet icing on there. Game changer. And that's usually your go-to for birthday parties, right? You go get the grocery store cake. Got a bunch of kiddos, grocery store cake. But for me, nothing beats mom's homemade cake, yellow cake with chocolate frosting. That's it. Me and my wife have epic battles over cake in the house. She likes the fancy cakes. I do not. Just make me a sheet cake, yellow cake mix. Covered in chocolate frosting. That's all I need. Because when my mom made that as a kid, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So when my mom made that, it was a big deal. So just like everything else, you have emotional connections to things, especially when it comes to food. So when mom broke out the chocolate cake, game over. It was like Christmas had come early. Didn't happen all the time. But when my birthday came around, I always got the yellow cake mix with the chocolate frosting. That was my go-to. That was my preferred one. Okay? Now, my wife and I, we battle over this. We battle over icing. She likes cake that has all these different flavors and layers in it. I'm like, what are you doing? It's just cake. Just give me cake. I just want, just box, just give me, just basic. I, I, I don't need it to be fancy. Why are the, I, I just knew you are going to be basic. I am a simple man. I mean, that is great. I mean, I that like makes it things. easy. But like, do you, you have to at least appreciate the like design and the work that's put in. I can appreciate the craftsmanship when it comes to fancy, fancy cake designs. <laughs> yes. Okay. I can appreciate that. Absolutely. It's just like I appreciate soccer. I understand <laughs> it's a sport filled with great athletes. It's mm-hmm. a hard sport. It's a competitive. Yeah. I respect the heck out of it. Am I going to sit down and watch hours of it? No. For me, look. I sit down. You can make me the cake that made me happy when I was a kid. Or you can spend double that amount by having to go across town 
to go get a bougie cake. I'm going to pick the cheaper version every time because I am cheap. That's that's one. You, you've worked with me long enough to know that yeah. you see me and you go, you know, it's okay to go spend money on lunch. So I'm cheap. That's one. Two, for me, it's not that big of a difference. Like it, it, It's not... For me, the enjoyment of eating cake is not, it, it doesn't, it, it, it just doesn't go up that much. You know, my wife, every time we go to a wedding or a birthday and there's multiple cakes and she'll get multiple slices and she'll come and she'll like, hey, try this. I'm like, all right. So you're saying is you're going to have Kenneth's groom cake. It's probably just going to be chocolate cake and that's it over, I mean, mine won't be that, that as much you know, better, but it'll be a prettier The cake. wife will take care of your wedding cake, not to worry. Okay. <laughs> All right. So don't, don't worry about that. By the way, groom cake. Yeah. I had a, a bowl. I, I respect the artistry. When yes. I got married to my lovely wife 10 years ago, she got my, she got, she decided to go with the fancy bougie cake for me. And it was, my groom's cake was cause I love macaroni and cheese. So she had fun with it and had, then make a big bowl, uh, the cake to make it look like a big bowl of macaroni and cheese. Thank you. I'm glad Kenneth's not awake right now to have heard that because that's like the main item he had to have for our actual dinner was macaroni because that's all he would eat. Once again, I, I appreciate it, but I just don't like fondant. I, I just, it, it seems unnatural on my cake. Well, the thing is, you can't, <laughs> you don't saying. need a steak knife. But you can't just use like the plastic little knives, I think, to cut fondant. But I love fondant. Like if you, I hey, if you ever go somewhere together and there's fondant, don't worry, Ray. Just take it off. I'll eat it. Don't worry. It, it, it it's no. I'm not. I'm not having it. I'm just not having <laughs> it. I just I just prefer a homemade cake. For me, mom used to make me the yellow cake with the chocolate out icing. She also used to make a mean Jello cake, which is just you know basic cake mix, and you pour Jello gelatin inside of it to make it marbled, and then you put. Cool Whip on top. Yeah, you know, I love the stuff that I grew up with, and I grew up kind of poor. So that's what I like. Like, I don't need big, over-the-top, bougie cake. I'm just, it's just, I'm just not built that way. I'm just not built that way. Mom I can appreciate it. I will go to the store and buy it for my wife because I know what she likes. Yeah. When it's her birthday or, you know, we're doing something like that, I will go get her the bougie cake. But I'm not a bougie cake guy. I don't know. My mom used to have like all of the tins of the different numbers, so she would just bake a tin of that number you were turning, and then she would cover it in like cutesy icing. But I don't care for icing, no. And Coach threw out Baskin Robbins turtle pie. Baskin Robbins turtle pie. Mm-hmm. Now, see that that leads us down to a whole other thing. Ice cream cake. I did not add that. Yeah, that's because a- it's ice cream. It's like cookie cake. cake. Cookie's a cookie. I do love cookie <laughs> cake, though. I do love it. It's co- good. The first time. I you, prefer that over regular cake. Do you remember the Sorry. first time you had cookie cake? The first time? Like, my mind yeah. was blown. It was, at a, it was at a birthday party when I was a kid, and someone had cookie cake. And I go, what is this? It's a ginormous chocolate chip cookie, and it's got icing on it. What? What is this? It's one of the rarities I will actually eat the icing, because I'm not a big icing person. So if you give me a cupcake... Best believe I am taking out the wrapper <laughs> and putting the icing straight in that wrapper. Oh, 
Poll question of the day. What cake do you prefer for your birthday? Because it is our birthday today. We turned 10 years happy old. birthday to us. Oh, happy birthday to us. 55% of you say homemade cake. 18% say grocery store cake. 18% say high-end bakery cake. 9% say who cares? It's all cake. Steve, he says, do her. Say that again. Dobash. That's how I've always said. I don't know why there's an R in it. There's no other. My favorite is raspberry that is made at Rouse's. Don't knock it till you try it. Oh, it's really good. It's my, it's my, it, was, it was my papa's favorite cake. We got from every year. So like his birthday, we were still getting Dobash cakes because that was his birthday cake he liked. Darren, number one Raging Cajun fan. Far P3 and Company says homemade chocolate cake. There we go. All right, we ran long there talking about cakes. It's our foodie <laughs> Foodie question of the week, our poll question of the day. Go vote on it. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Now, I let somebody down yesterday. Our guy Hart. He asked a question about how we do things here. Since it's our birthday, I'm going to answer it today. My bad, bud. My bad. We'll talk about that and also tell you what we got going on this afternoon for our birthday bash. We'll also get to the College World Series. That's all coming up next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. RP3 came to the station this morning to do only two things. Kick some ass and drink some beer. Looks like we're almost out of beer. Well, it's kind of early for the latter, isn't it? Maybe. Probably. Maybe just a root beer. Or some flavored water. Back to more kick-ass sports talk with RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, it's the game's birthday today. We turn 10. And this is your invitation to party with us as we celebrate a decade of being Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Come join us at Buffalo Wild Wings on Ambassador Caffrey today, this afternoon. There's going to be tasty wings to devour. There's going to be a delicious cake from Gambino's Bakery on Johnson Street. Amazing door prizes, including station swag. I'm talking t-shirts. I'm talking koozies. Astros tickets, a 50-inch Flat screen television donated by AVI. Car washes from the wash donated by Service Chevrolet. Who doesn't like to have their ride clean? A gift card from Partners Limited. A round of golf with cart at Kane Row Golf Course. A $150 gift card to Mosley and Hollard Men's Clothing and so much more. We got a wheel for the games. You going to spin it? Oh, man. We're going to be giving away stuff? I'm going to be there. Producer extraordinaire Hannah Five Names will be there. Kevin Foote will be there. And of course, Miguez and Mesh, because they're going to be broadcasting live from the party. It's all going to start at four. Astros are going to be on. Mets versus Astros. You're going to listen to that game right here on our station. And then afterwards, Miguez Mesh, live from B-Dub's special time. They're going to start right after the Astros get done, and they're going to go all the way to 7 o'clock. But then the party's not going to end until after 9. So come join us today at B-Dubs, starting at 4 o'clock for the game's 10th birthday bash. And no need to RSVP. 
if you're Hart, if you're JPK the OD, if you're Brad, if you're Darren, if you're Doug, if you're Reynolds, if you're Jamie, James, it don't matter, fellas. Halftime, I know you're listening. Come on down. Come hang with us. We just want to see your smiling face. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. It's our foodie poll question of the week. What cake do you prefer for your birthday? Homemade cake? Grocery store cake? High-end bakery cake? Or who cares? It's all cake. Cody has commented on Facebook, where's the ice cream cake? Appreciate your question, Cody. Break it down for you. It's ice cream. It's ice cream. I got to draw a line in the sand somewhere. Got to draw a line in the sand somewhere. I love ice cream. Love ice cream cake. Don't get me wrong. But not part of this discussion. Can't be part of this discussion. Sorry. Can't be done. Can't be done. No cookie cake, no ice cream cake. Love them both. Enjoy them. As you can tell, look at me. Do I look like a man that turns down cake? Do I look like a man that doesn't eat ice cream cake or cookie cake? I am the big, bald, and beautiful one. Trust me, I got that way by eating cake. (laughs) Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on, Reynold, to the show. Reynold, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind, my friend? Morning, 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 morning. I tell you what, you were talking about cake this morning, and let me tell you what. I'm a chef, and I used to be the executive pastry chef at uh, Prejean's, and I used to make some really good cakes with the Swiss buttercream. Oh, man. But I tell you what, growing up, my mother always used to make me a German chocolate cake. That was oh. my favorite cake for for uh, for my birthday. There he goes. Now look, you you were actually a chef. You you made delicious food, delicious pastries yes. for a living, right? That was your yes. and, and something you're passionate about that you have a skill with. But nothing beats the cake that your mama used to make you when you were a kid, right? No, there, no, there it is. nothing. I mean, it you know because you know you go anywhere, they're just making you out of obligation to make it. You, when, you, when it comes from your mother, it's made with love, you know? There it is, bud. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Reynolds, you going to drop by the birthday bash today, bud? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what we, what we got going tonight. But, uh, hey, I want to ask you. Go ahead, the, uh, the, the college uh, baseball. So we got Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, uh, uh, Arkansas, and Ole Miss. Basically all SEC. Soon to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, three of the teams are SEC, and Oklahoma's going to be joining in, a, in less than two years. Yes. Yeah. So Oklahoma and uh, Ole Miss, they're undefeated. They're hot. Correct. But do you think that one of them are going to come out as a college, as the baseball championship, or do you think that Texas A&M or uh, Arkansas? Because, uh, I mean, it's uh, they have double elimination, right? Look, I I, lo- I love the question, Reynold. I'll answer it, bud. Appreciate the phone call. Enjoy the day. Hope Y'all to see you one. at the party, happy, bud. Happy birthday. To have two teams to meet and play for the national championship that neither one hosted a regional, yeah. the percentage is, is, is usually not very high on that, right? 
Both of these teams are going to have to lose twice starting today in the semifinal round not to play for the national championship. So I don't know. You feel like maybe one of them will slip up. And the way the games went yesterday, I mean, both teams decided to come out and make a statement that, you know, (laughs) they're here and they're not going anywhere and they're, they're ready to make a run. Nathan Detmer for Texas A&M was absolutely phenomenal yesterday on the bump for the Aggies. He only was working on three days rest. He allowed just three hits over seven shutout innings as they advanced to the semifinals or the bracket final for their side of the Men's College World Series by beating Notre Dame 5-1. to one. Elimination game, backs against the wall, and you get that type of pitching performance, that was impressive. I mean, that kid was just straight up dealing. And I love seeing it. Call me old school. He did it on three days rest. His team needed him. They called upon him. They're like, bud, we need you. It's an elimination game. Need you to step up and carry us. And that's exactly what he did. Seven innings, only three hits, no runs given up. Struck out six. Notre Dame had no answer for him as their journey ends at the College World Series. And A&M gave gave him enough run support, three runs in the third, two in the fifth, as they move on and they get another crack at Oklahoma. By the way, Werner, if you haven't seen him play for Texas A&M, their leadoff third baseman, kid special, home run yesterday, two for four. Kid can absolutely just rake. But Texas A&M now gets another crack at Oklahoma. Remember, especially in this century, if you lose game one of the College World Series, you typically don't go on to win the national championship. What did A&M do? They lost to Oklahoma in game one of this College World Series. So now they get another crack at Oklahoma, their former old conference rival. They'll do so today. Can Texas A&M, who pretty much easily advanced to the College World Series going 5-0, can they beat Oklahoma twice? They just threw one of their best pitchers. He's not going to be available for either one of these games. So does A&M have enough pitching to be able to take down a surging Boomer Sooner team that is just clobbering opponents? That's my big question. Do I think AM can win the first game today? I think so. Can they beat him a second time? Mm, that I don't know. And you'll have to do it back-to-back days. The other elimination game from Omaha for the College World Series... Arkansas defeated Auburn 11-1. to This was what I call taking a team behind the woodshed and beating them to a bloody pulp. And it started off somewhat slow, right? Razorbacks were only up 1-0 heading to the third, and then they score three in the third, four in the fourth. Added a run in the sixth. 
two more in the ninth as they just opened up a can of you-know-what. Barnett was no match. He only lasted two and two-thirds for Auburn. Gave up four runs on five hits. When they went to Armstrong, it got worse. He only lasted an inning, gave up four runs on four hits. McIntyre, who some fans like to mock and call Reba, uh, he was really good for Pig Suey. Only one run on seven hit, uh, on three hits, rather, in seven innings of work. He struck out nine. Razorbacks advance, and they'll get another crack at Ole Miss. Whew. I mean, these semifinal matchups are box office, man. Oklahoma, Texas A&M, old conference rivals, meeting once again after already meeting in this College World Series, and Ole Miss and Arkansas going to be duking it out in the other semifinal round. Once again, 1 o'clock today, A&M, Oklahoma. The nightcap will be Arkansas, Ole Miss, double elimination round. We got to take a timeout. When we come back, we'll get to Hart's question, finally. I keep delaying it. I'm letting my guy down. You're listening to the game 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Sign up right now for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com so you can score tickets, gift certificates, and more. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, it's our birthday. It's our birthday. Yeah. I shouldn't sing, but sometimes I can't help myself. Welcome back to RP3 and Company, wrapping up hour number one here on our birthday party edition of the show. It's also our foodie poll question of the week. It's all about birthday cake. Go vote on it. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. But we got to get to something that was brought to the attention by heart. Devoted listener, fan of the show. Appreciate him. He asked a great question yesterday about how early do y'all have to get to the station to prep for the show? What's the process like? Then they got busy talking about sports and forgot about me. I'm okay. I'm okay. Heart, it's okay, bud. We got you. Sorry, Heart. Hannah gets here far earlier than I do. So usually I get here by 5.30. Hannah's already here usually around 4.30, 4.45. To get everything up and running. She goes through her process, making sure all the computer is working, making sure we're on the air, making sure interviews are set, doing all the social media stuff, poll question, everything like that. We actually also work on the show the day before, Hart, where we prep. We talk about what guests we're going to have, how we're going to book, and we talk about what topics we're going to discuss. We have a thing, what we call a rundown, that we share between each other in a group me app. We share stories that we like, that we think we should be mentioning, things that we see on Twitter, things that we see on social media. And then we type all that up and we share it, go over it, revamp it. So we do prep work the day before, the night before, and yeah, we get up uh, usually earlier than most. (laughs) So there you go, bud. That's a little behind the scenes. A peek behind the curtain, if you will, 
And we only allowed it because it's our birthday. You're welcome. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming up. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. We've got cool guys. Thank you. You have great taste. Classy ladies. <laughs> and strange characters. You can get wholesome family time or uh, not. Because no matter what you're looking for, Antenna TV has something for everyone. Ain't that great? Watch Antenna TV, Acadiana, on KXKW, over the air on channel 32.2. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, we are Southwest Louisiana's sports station. KLWB, Karen Crow, Lafayette. The Game, 1037. KLCJ FM, Oak Grove, Lake Charles. The Game, 1041, a Delta Media station. This game isn't fun. This game is a war. It's time for the two-minute drill. Hurry it up, hurry it up, hurry it up. Powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. Come on, let's go, you guys. Get in here, we gotta go fast now. The Houston Astros opened their two-game series against the New York Mets with an 8-2 win. Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez both went yard. They face off at Minute Maid again today at 110. You can hear it on the game. Elsewhere around the bigs, the Dodgers crushed the Reds 8-2. It was the Marlins over the Rockies 9-8. The Pirates beat the Cubs 7-1. The Nationals shut out the Orioles 3-0. The Rays topped the Yankees 5-4. The Red Sox beat the Tigers 5-4. Giants over the Braves 12-10. The Guardians beat the Twins 6-5. The Rangers shut out the Phillies 7-0. Cards beat the Brewers 6-2. The Blue Jays were downed by the White Sox 7-6. Royals edged the Angels 12-11. The Padres beat the Diamondbacks 3-2. And it was the Mariners over the A's 8-2. In College World Series action, Texas A&M eliminated Notre Dame. Arkansas drubbed Auburn to advance. The semifinals begin today in Omaha. The LSU basketball team will play in the holiday hoopsgiving event in Atlanta. They'll face Wake Forest. Patriots and Buccaneers star tight end Rob Gronkowski is retiring again. ESPN reports 20 of 24 lawsuits against Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson have been settled. Toronto Maple Leafs forward Austin Matthews has been named the league's most valuable player and the NHLPA's most outstanding. I'm Steve Wiley with your two-minute drill on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros in Southwest Louisiana. The two-minute drill has been powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, where you can make every moment more. Here is the game weather update on 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Another very warm morning here. Could see a little light patchy fog. Temperatures mid-70s. And just like yesterday, we'll see some pop-up showers and storms for the afternoon. I think rain chances 20 to 30%. High temperatures approaching the upper 90s. The afternoon will feel closer to about 102 to 108 degrees under partly cloudy skies. From the live Doppler 10 Storm Team Weather Center, I'm Chris Kozar. Everything, everything, 
Everything gonna be all right this morning. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Oh, it's Wednesday. It's always a good day to dance. But it's also our birthday. The game turns 10 years old. Say what? A decade of being Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We appreciate you making that happen. Without you, we can't make that happen. We don't celebrate 10 years on the air. We don't celebrate being Southwest Louisiana Sports Station without you out there listening to us every morning. Afternoon, middle of the day, on the mobile app, which is free, on the radio dial, on Alexa, Google Home. It doesn't matter how you listen. We appreciate you helping make this happen. Truly do. Don't forget, we have our birthday bash this afternoon. We want you to be there. No RSVP needed. You just walk in the door. You say, hey, I'm Darren. Number one Raging Cajun fan of RP3 and company. They'd be like, wait up. Got your table, sir. Not to worry. Halftime, Doug, Reynolds, James, Jamie, Martin, the whole gang. Come on down. Join us at Buffalo Wild Wings today on Ambassador Caffrey. There's going to be tasty wings out there for you. A delicious cake from Gambino's Bakery. And amazing door prizes. I'm talking station swag. You want some new t-shirts with the game logo on them? We got them. We also got koozies for you. We got Astros tickets to give away. A 50-inch flat screen TV donated by AVI. Car washes from the wash donated by Service Chevrolet. A gift card from Partners Limited. A round of golf with a cart. That's important. At Cane Row Golf Course. A $150 gift card to Mosley and Hollard Men's Clothing and so much more. I'll be there. Hannah Five Names will be there. Kevin Foote, that's right, the legend will be in the building. Hopefully, he won't be stroking out due to the Astros playing the Mets in afternoon baseball. And of course, Miguez and Mesh will be in the building because they're going to be broadcasting their show live from B-dubs. Soon as the Astros game is over, they're going to get the party started. They're going to be on for an extended special time all the way until 7 o'clock. Party's going to go on until past 9. So come out and join us as we celebrate a decade of being Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. It's our birthday bash at Buffalo Wild Wings on Ambassador Caffrey today. Let's go. Let's go. Hour number one. We covered it all. Houston Astros begin a challenging week of games against the Mets, the Yankees, and the Mets. That's what their next week looks like. The best team in the National League and the best team in baseball. That's who they have to face. They start off strong with a convincing win last night there at the big juice box. Jose Altuve getting home runs. Joran Alvarez getting home runs. Alex Bregman getting on base, drawing a walk, getting two hits. Jose Arquiti looking good, efficient, pitched extremely well. That, of course, all leads to an 8-2 win over the Mets. 
to begin this odd eight-game streak of playing. Sorry, nine games, obviously. First of all, it's nine games. Because not only do they play the Mets twice at home, they'll go play four in the Bronx against the Yankees, then two over at Shea Stadium slash City Field, whatever they're calling it. Then they come back home, and then they play another makeup game against the Yankees that had got rained out earlier in the year. So they're going to be tested. But a great way to start off this stretch against the two New York teams with a convincing victory. They'll look to go for the little two-game sweep this afternoon. You can listen to that game live right here on the game, of course. Mets, Astros, live for Minute Maid Ballpark. Garcia is going to be on the mound for the Strohs. First pitch will be at 110. Astros, big winners. Last night, College World Series, big winners as well. Three of the four teams left, three of your final four for college baseball from the SEC, and the other team is joining the SEC in less than two years. It just means more. (laughs) It just does. It just does. Down south, they just take their baseball a little bit differently than everywhere else. For years, it used to be the West Coast. Out West dominated college baseball. USC, Arizona, Cal State Fullerton. Then in the 80s, it shifted to Miami, Texas, and LSU. And it's never been the same since. All of a sudden, teams in the SEC and the ACC made baseball priority invested money into the programs, actually gave scholarships to players, and made that a priority where it became, in many regards, the second biggest sport for a lot of those schools. A&M easily gets past Notre Dame, eliminates the Fighting Irish. Aggies move on. Texas A&M, who easily got to the College World Series by going 5-0 and in regional, super regional play, they'll take on Oklahoma, the team that crushed their face in the opening game of the College World Series. Now, Oklahoma's been on a tear. Last three or four weeks of the season, they carried over to the Big 12 tournament, then through regional, super regional play. They haven't lost. You know, they just kept kept on rolling. Can A&M, after throwing Detmer like they did, who was magnificent yesterday, they won't be able to use him today or tomorrow. Texas A&M's going to have to beat Oklahoma not once but twice. They're old conference eight rival can they do that that's the big question mark for me I don't know I think they can win one game can they beat Oklahoma twice in back-to-back days that I don't know that I don't know A&M Oklahoma that'll be game one from the college world series this afternoon that'll be at one o'clock the nightcap at six is going to be a battle of SEC West teams yet again Ole Miss, the Cinderella team. I mean, let's be honest. They were going to fire Bianco during the season. Looked like they were going to part ways with him. Then they turned it around. They started playing like a preseason top five team. Remember, they came to Baton Rouge, got a sweep for the first time in program history. And then they turned it around. Last team to get in, into the field. 16 regional sites, four teams apiece. They were the last team to get a spot. There was some scuttlebutt about that too, if you remember. 
Some people thought Ole Miss didn't deserve to get the last spot. Well, they've proven those people wrong. Won the regional, knocking out Miami in the Coral's Gable Regional. They were the host. They went to Southern Miss. Golden Eagles get to host a Super Regional for the first time. It's the Battle of Mississippi, and Ole Miss says, not really a battle, we're crushing your face 15 to nothing in two games. And they have just marched right through the College World Series. Now they're going to take on Arkansas, who they've already beaten fairly easily, I may add, in Omaha. Razorbacks, they get there because they absolutely just demolished Auburn. Auburn got themselves a win at the College World Series, and then they exit. Nothing to hang their head about. They had a great season. They were inconsistent, but finished strong. Got to host a regional, win their regional, make it to Omaha, win a game. Hey, nothing bad about that. But now Arkansas has to take down Ole Miss twice. And that begs the question, which team do you like better to beat the other team twice? Because that's what's at stake here. Because Oklahoma and Ole Miss haven't lost, so they have to they have to lose twice. <coughs> can AM, can Arkansas do that? I lean towards Arkansas being able to do it more. Even though I like Ole Miss and I like their chances to win the whole thing. I just I, I can't really explain it. I don't have data in front of me. To support my argument here, going to go with the old gut, if you will. I like Oklahoma and Ole Miss both to advance. I'll state that first. I like Arkansas's chances better to beat Ole Miss twice in advance to the championship game more than I do Texas A&M. And here's why. There's going to be there's more familiarity between Arkansas and Ole Miss because they're in the same division. They played each other. So Arkansas knows exactly what Ole Miss is going to throw at them. That's going to make it easier to prepare for. You're going to know their tendencies. You play them all the time. You play them every year. They're in your division. A&M doesn't have that luxury. Yeah, they faced Oklahoma in the opener of the College World Series, but they don't know them all that well. And don't get me wrong, A&M has done a great job with the former TCU skipper getting them to the College World Series in his first season at the helm, a year after not even making the SEC tournament. And I think A&M is the better team. I think they're a better team than Arkansas. But... That familiarity is the thing for me. So if I had to pick one of the two teams to pull off back-to-back wins to punch their ticket to the College World Series best two out of three championship series, I'd probably lean Arkansas in that regard. But I would not be surprised whatsoever if we have Oklahoma versus Ole Miss for the championship. Just wouldn't surprise me. But don't sleep on those Razorbacks. We're going to have a great games today. 
great games today. And if you're a fan of college baseball, this is what it's all about, right? This is what it's all about. Of course, we also have to get to some news of the day. Yesterday, the PGA Tour came out with a new proposal that they leaked out that they're going to come up with like $150 million and they're going to have these marquee events that are non-majors that they're going to pay bigger purses for. And, you know, you're not going to have to worry about, you know, all these other things like cuts and everything. I wonder where they got all those ideas from. I wonder where they got all those ideas from. Also, this happened this morning. LIV golf members are going to be allowed to play in the 150th Open Championship at St. Andrews. That was announced this morning. The old uh, RNA said that they are going to allow them. That's not going to be an issue. Martin Slumbers, the CEO, said the Open is golf's original championship, and since it was first played in 1860, openness has been fundamental to its ethos and unique appeal. Players who are exempt or have earned a place through qualifying for the 150th Open in accordance with the entry terms and conditions will be able to compete in the championship at St. Andrews. We are focused on staging a world-class championship in July and celebrating this truly historic occasion for golf. We will invest the proceeds of the Open, as we always do, for the benefit of golf, which reflects our purpose to ensure that the sport is thriving 50 years from now. The Open, which is the fourth major of the year, and the final one, begins July 14th. Not to go on a deep dive here, but this is the biggest challenge for the PGA Tour. And they know this. That's why they're going to be increasing purses and doing everything else to try to help with all the defections to LIV golf. PGA Tour has plans to respond to direct threat, which has now signed eight of the top 50 players by introducing a revamped schedule that will include increased purses worth at least $20 million at eight marquee events. Although the Tours Players Advisory Committee and Board have yet to approve the changes. Yeah, they just got randomly got $150 million just laying around now. But here's the thing. They have to do this. Because the opens are open. It's in the name. <laughs> it's in the name. It's an open. The way, the only way the PGA Tour, which has no control over the four majors, USGA controls the U.S. Open, RNA controls the Open Championship, better known as the British Open. Maybe you get Augusta, maybe you get the Masters to say, hey, you're not allowed, but the Opens are going to be allowed. The, the world golf events, they're going to be allowed to play. So... PGA Tour scrambling. But all LIV golf members are going to be allowed to play in the 150th Open Championship at St. Andrews. That's going to be something special. When we return here on RP3 and Company, birthday cake. It's the poll question of the week. Poll question of the day. We're going to get to it next, give you the latest updates on that, what your comments may be. We'll take your phone calls. Want to get those comments in? Over the telephone? Give us a call on the hotline, 337-706-0111. 
It's 337-706-0111. It's our birthday. You're listening to the game. We're 10 years old. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. We supply the sports. The Buffalo Wings are up to you. Tell me what wingy. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Here is the game traffic report. On 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. As the saying goes, no news is good news. We have no accidents to report right now. If you encounter a situation, tell us about it. Call 706-0119. That's your traffic report on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, South Louisiana's sports station. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles is your home for the Houston Astros. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, and the rest of the Astros are looking to get back to the World Series. You can listen at every pitch, hit, and thrilling victory as Robert Ford and Steve Sparks will be on the call. Tune in all season long for Astros baseball right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. For over half a century, our family at Service Chevrolet Cadillac has had the honor and privilege of serving the families of Acadiana. A lot of things have changed in the last 50 years, but one thing that hasn't, our philosophy of treating our customers like a member of our own family. Our commitment to providing exceptional sales, service, and customer satisfaction has helped earn our reputation of being a dealer you can trust. Building on the foundation of honesty and integrity is one of the many reasons Service Chevrolet Cadillac is Louisiana's number one Chevy dealer year after year. And while we celebrate the success of the past 50 years, we look forward to the future of continuing to serve our community. We're Service Chevrolet Cadillac, Louisiana's number one Chevy dealer for the eighth year in a row. Our family serving your family for over 50 years. Service Chevrolet Cadillac, your super Chevy dealer. 1212 Ambassador Caffrey near I-10. Stop by or log on at servicegm.com. Chevy, find new roads. Claims based on current GM data. This is RP3. Have you played Farm Alley Golf Course? Farm Alley is a great course. 18 championship holes nestled in North Lafayette. With its plush fairways, fast green and friendly staff, the farm is a very pleasant round of golf. There are monthly and annual memberships to fit most any budget. Sign up for an annual membership today and get one month free. Come practice. Come play at Farm Alley Golf Course. Dollar for dollar, there's not a better golf value. Farm Alley Golf Course on Bow Sound Road in Upper Lafayette and tell them RP3 sent you. Community is when you walk in a business and they know you by name. These local businesses are proud to call Acadiana home. They're proud to be certified South Louisiana. There's only one place in Acadiana where you can find lumber, hardware, fishing, and hunting supplies under one roof. Head to St. Landry Lumber and Austin's Outdoors in Opelousas, where they make you feel like family. Announcing the opening of Candyland Cottage Mining Company, where kids of all ages pan for treasure. Just part of the Candyland experience, featuring thousands of your favorite candies, hot dogs, ice cream, and snow cones. All the tasty things in life under one roof. Candyland Cottage. Hi, Wayne Oye for Oye's Home Improvement and Specialty Roofing Company. My company has been Acadiana's top choice for insulated siding, insulated windows, roofing, and patio cover. Call now to schedule your free in-home estimate at 988-3330. 
Support your local community and shop certified South Louisiana. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. June 22nd, 1981, John McEnroe utters his famous You Cannot Be Serious rant during a first-round win over Tom Gullickson at Wimbledon. McEnroe would go on to win the title, beating rival Bjorn Borg in four sets. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com can help you with your date night blues. That's because once you become a member of our rewards club, you're going to have the opportunity to score excellent prizes, like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou, mouthwatering steaks made exactly how you like them. I like mine extra rare, by the way, in case you ever buy me a steak. Or you can get yourself a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. Some delicious Gulf seafood. Or you want something a little bit more cash, right? $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. They got great sandwiches, burgers, ginormous cheese sticks. Seriously, you've never seen fried cheese this large in your life. But you can only score all those great prizes by becoming a member of our clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. So go sign up today. Before we check in on the poll question of the day, which is our foodie poll question of the week, what cake do you prefer for your birthday? Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on, Martin, to the show. Martin, good morning, sir. How are you? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, the game, 103.7 and 104.1. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, the game. Uh, I just wanted to call in and thank y'all for 10 amazing years for giving us sports fans a place to go and vent like Kevin Foot, you know, but it's going to be somewhat of a good day because uh, his Astros uh, wiped the the field with the Mets last night, so hopefully they can get another win uh, this afternoon. I think they play this afternoon, but uh, um, I don't know if you heard yesterday. Uh, PJ Tour is going to be losing somebody else, and uh, Nick Faldo is going to be retiring from the broadcast booth at the end of the the, the season. I don't know if you had heard about that, but uh, but yeah, man. I mean, I want to wish y'all a happy birthday. It's a big day today, man. It is a big day, brother. We're going to see you at the party later. Oh, you bet your bottom dollar. Martin. And if Paul if if Paul shows up in his Yankees gear, lock the doors and throw him out. That's all I got to say. Oh, wow. Wow. I don't think that's I, I don't think that's needed, Bart. I don't think that's needed. Appreciate the phone call and the birthday singing, bud. Have a great day, my friend. See you later. You too, buddy. See y'all later. My man stepped up to the plate. He says, "You know what? I'm no singer." But I'm going to step up and sing y'all happy birthday nonetheless. That's our guy. Shout out to Martin. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. We also got some birthday wishes as well from our guy, Salty Steve. I'd like to wish everyone at the game 
a very happy birthday. You guys are the best. Thank you for the top-notch morning entertainment you provide to your listeners. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate the kind words, bud. We try to do our best. We fail often. (laughs) Sometimes for the majority of three hours. But we try our best here at RV3 and Company. And it has nothing to do with Hannah Five Names. She's the producer extraordinaire. You ever notice she's extraordinary? The intern extraordinary? Daryl's not here this morning, by the way, because he's helping us out by putting on the birthday bash. I know some of you are probably wondering, where's where's, where's D? Not to worry. He's going to be helping us out at the birthday bash later on this afternoon. The intern can be extraordinary. The producer is extraordinary. You know who's not extraordinary? This guy. I'm basic, as my producer called me earlier. And that's all right. I'll be basic all day long because it comes down to being basic about the foodie poll question of the week, which is our poll question of the day. Since it's our birthday, it only made sense to make it all about birthday cake, right? Sorry, cookie cake, ice cream cake. Not today. That'll be another discussion. But what cake do you prefer for your birthday? Do you prefer homemade cake? You know, the one that your mom used to make for you. Made it with love, right? There it is. Do you go with the grocery store cake? Find folks that work there at the Winn-Dixie. Winn-Dixie doesn't even exist anymore, does it? Dell Champs, they don't exist either, do they? There we go. Piggly Wiggly. There we go. Super one. Do you prefer the grocery store cake? Do you go with the high-end bakery cake? The bougie cake, if you will. Or do you go, who cares? It's all cake. 50% of you say homemade cake. That's what I go with. That's my go-to. Yellow cake. Yellow cake mix with chocolate frosting. That's what I prefer. That's what my mom made me when I was a kid. That's what I love, man. That's what I love. 50% of you agree, go homemade cake. 22% say, who cares? It's all cake. I respect that. 17 say high-end bakery. 11% say grocery store cake. JPK, the OD, has chimed in, as he typically does. Call me crazy. Better get a cheesecake every year. Ooh, cheesecake. Turtle, key lime, amaretto are in the rotation. Please note the use of the Oxford comma. Hashtag Oxford comma preservation society. I (laughs) I respect that and appreciate that immensely as someone who worked in print journalism for nearly two decades. Brad says, Joe's Party House, a mom-and-pop bakery in Lake Charles, best buttercream icing in the world, decorated in LSU or Saints colors. Next time I'm over in Lake Charles, I'm going to have to try this Joe's Party House that Brad has spoken about. John Paul Cajun Daddy says, Mama's Pecan Praline homemade icing. Woo! All y'all cake can't beat that. Oh, man, that sounds amazing. Darren says, yellow cake, chocolate frosting with sprinkles will always bring me back to my third birthday and probably my first memory of anything. Yeah, there you go. Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. It's our foodie poll question of the week. What cake do you prefer for your birthday? We got to take a time out. When we return, though, on this 10th birthday edition of the game, we got our party this afternoon. We'll give you more details about that. And welcome on our first guest today, Ron Higgins, the Mad Dog. Hollywood Higgins will join us. 
talking all things LSU and the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. That's coming up next right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. This is Brett Musburger's Action Update. Heads up, sports bettors. Right now you can try VSIN All Access free for 30 days with no credit card required. Visit vsin.com slash free month to sign up now. Here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Astros baseball coming up today on the game. The Astros $1.30 favorite at home against the Mets plus 110, eight and a half under the total. Carlos Carrasco for the Metropolitans, eight and two with 3.96 ERA. Luis Garcia for the Astros, 4-5, 3.41 earned run average. Yesterday, the Astros over the Mets, 8-2, as a $1.35 home favorite. College World Series, Omaha, Nebraska today. It's Oklahoma, $1.35 favorite against Texas A&M, plus 115. Old Miss, plus 100 against Arkansas. The Razorbacks, the $1.20 favorite. For more, go to VSIN.com. Mike Sennett on the game. message. Hey, girlfriend, it's Carol from Jury Duty. We never actually spoke, but I saw you ordered the same hoagie as me at lunch. What are the chances? Anywho, I heard you just got a boat. We should totally grab some hoagies and take it out for a spin. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Do I want to feel the wind in my hair? Guilty as charged. <laughs> oh, seriously, let's ride on your boat. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. You don't get to be the league's all-time leading rusher without feeling some pain. Pro football legend Emmett Smith knows joint pain. And he also knows the old treatments aren't the only treatments. Today, there's a natural alternative to drugs and surgery. It's biologic therapies from QC Kinetics. I'm talking regenerative solutions that encourage your body to heal and repair itself. Do you have pain in your hips, knees, shoulder, lower back? Want to get your life back? The local medical professionals at QC Kinetics can help. Call to learn more about this exciting natural way to deal with chronic joint pain. Don't put it off. Call QC Kinetics. Restorative regenerative solutions with no downtime and lasting results. Don't let your joint pain keep you from doing the things you love. There's a new natural solution that patients are raving about. QC Kinetics. Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics. 337-243-4222. That's 337-243-4222. 337-243-4222. Half Shell Oyster House is an upscale casual restaurant serving everything from oysters and po'boys to steaks and cocktails. They are known for their Gulf oysters and a variety of Gulf Coast seafood served with a New Orleans flair. The ambience has a French quarter feel, but what really makes it special is the food, like fried green tomatoes with crab cakes or voodoo shrimp for starters. How about a bacon-crusted redfish for an entree or a triple-steak cheeseburger for lunch? Come to the Half Shell Oyster House and satisfy your appetite. The Half Shell Oyster House is located at 109 Camp Road, right off the intersection of Ambassador Caffrey and Caliste Saloon Road. Go to AcadianaDeals.com this Friday and get your $50 Half Shell Oyster House gift certificate for only $25. Don't miss this incredible offer. You know this deal won't last long. Get yours this Friday. When you're a member of the Game Clubhouse, there's always something for you to win. Don't believe us? 
Hear from our latest winner. Hey, Gabrielle, congratulations. You just won tickets to see the Houston Astros take on the Chicago White Sox. How's it feel? Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And why did you tell us who hooked you up with it? The game. It's all up for grabs in the clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Half the week is in the books, which means it's time to talk Bayou Bengals with Tiger Details columnist, the mad dog himself, Ron Higgins. Here is Hold That Tiger on RP3 and Company. Mad dog taking time off the cruise ship and the Hollywood stage to share some knowledge with us. Good morning, brother. How are you? I'm good morning, Raymond. How are you, man? You know, bud, it's our station's birthday today. Ten years on the air. I've been part of it for a little bit more than three. Of course, things have gone downhill since I took over. But here we are, 10th anniversary. And we have uh, the most important thing I'm going to ask you all day. Are you ready? Yeah. It's our foodie poll question of the week. How do you like your birthday cake? Do you prefer homemade cake like your mom used to make you? Do you go with the grocery store cake? Or do you like the bougie cake, the, the high-end bakery cake? Or does it not matter because it's all cake? Where do you stand on this important issue that we're debating today? Uh, I think I prefer a pie in the face. <laughs> Three Stooges style. <laughs> oh, Mo Larry Curly. Shift, don't Why get not? in there. There we go. There we go, bud. My man's rocking the Manning Passing Academy hat. I like to see that, my friend. That tells this, me that you're uh, going to be down in Thibodeau be, uh, on Friday. This, uh, this weekend, this Friday, they decided to have it while the Louisiana Sports Friars were meeting in uh, Natchitoches and in the Hall of Fame. Not well-timed. So. <laughs> no. Oh, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. But these these are the challenges we all face, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's talk about the Hall of Fame. Uh, because it has it look there's always usually someone involved or affiliated with LSU uh, going in usually every year but this year a large contingent is going and I want to talk about two what I call foundation athletes for women's sports Susan Jackson uh, being the first gymnast for the LSU program to be inducted into the Louisiana sports Hall of Fame. She really helped elevate that program to new levels for D.D. Bro. And the other one being Brittany Sneed Newman, who became the foundation player for the softball program, already there when Yvette Gerard arrived, but she helped take them to another level. Just how important are those two when it comes to women's sports there at LSU? They're very, very important. I'll start with, 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 uh, with Brittany Sneed. Uh, Newman, uh, because a couple of years ago when, we did, when I was with Tiger Ray, we did a, an issue on the five athletes in East Sport of all time, and we had a, a voting committee of like uh, 15, 16 people, and she won as the best softball player. I think her 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 stats are unrivaled. I mean, they won four SEC championships when she was there, went to two College World Series, uh, three SEC tournament titles. I mean. Uh, SEC Player of the Year, Pitcher of the Year, MVP of the tournament twice. Uh, senior year, this is stunning. 22 shutouts and 34 wins and six complete game no-hitters. Uh, that's, uh, 
Yeah, Yvette was very happy to. <laughs> yeah. When she showed up, that Brittany was there. Uh, uh, and uh, I think, I mean, obviously, I mean, this, this person, I mean, laid the groundwork for everything that came afterwards. I mean, I mean, got Yvette's LSU career off to a great start. Uh, put LSU in the national spotlight. Uh, you know, in the World Series, she struck out 19 batters in a 13-inning win over Oklahoma, 2-1. to one. And, and the, the best part about this is I mean, she's gone on to coaching. She's coached at Baylor for a while as an assistant coach. And I've always said if if LSU ever, you know, when, whenever they hunt again for a softball coach, this should be the first call that they, they make because she's become a really, really good coach. And uh, – with major college experience. And this, I mean, she was hugely important. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've ever took the job anyway, but it was nice to have Brit- Brittany Newman already there. And then obviously Susan Jackson really kind of helped DD bro take LSU from being always in the mix to being in a legit national title contender. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, she was the first to kind of, uh, I mean, got LSU uh, back into the, the Elite Six along with Ashley Claire Kearney. Uh, three individual titles in national championships in most in school history. 74 individual titles. Uh, got first uh, first team All-American in like four events in 2010. Uh, and the, the, probably her, uh, you know, was the first to win the, the Honda Award as the, the best gymnast in America. And the second female athlete ever to win the Roy F. Kramer Award, which goes to the best uh, male and female athlete in the SEC. So she was uh, way ahead of her time. And uh, something I didn't know about her, but I, I learned that she was in Cirque de Soleil for, for a long time uh, as a performer. So uh, maybe, maybe the first Cirque de Soleil performer ever in the LSWA. Let's talk about someone else that I had no idea had a connection to LSU. You wrote the profile on Steve Duhon, uh, the one of the greatest steer wrestlers, rodeo cowboys ever. He becomes the second rodeo professional inducted into our Hall of Fame, joining the legend T. Barry Porter, who we put in a few years ago. Steve from Opelousas actually went and tried to be a, a football player at LSU. Didn't work out. Ends up being one of the greatest ever to rodeo yeah i mean actually i mean he could have stayed at lsu they were happy with him uh he had a, a, a good freshman year he's kind of undersized but he had that mean rodeo gene if you're you know if you're wrestling steers you can certainly tackle a football player uh and they noticed that right away uh lsu kind of found him late kind of stumbled onto him and he uh signed with lsu played a year uh, and the decided, I mean, he just he had that he just loved rodeo too much. I mean, just too much. And so, after LSU, I mean, he eventually got into professional rodeo and became a world champion and uh, had an un- unbelievable career, I an mean, unparalleled career. Uh, you know, three world championships. One after he came back, he took like a year or two off because his dad got sick, and he came back and won another one. And then, I mean, uh, really, uh, injuries caught up with him. But the, the most out of all this stuff, the amazing thing is he had a world record for steer wrestling. Now, get this. he You you have to jump off a horse and flip a steer and put him on his back and before the buzzer goes off. He did it in three seconds. 
<laughs> and you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to learn how to jump off a horse, slam on the brakes in dirt, and not and throw a, a steer down to where it doesn't gore you on the side with its horns. Uh, uh, phenomenal. You know, we don't look at rodeo people as phenomenal athletes. This guy was a phenomenal athlete, and I'm glad we got him in. The, the, the hall of fame not not only are they phenomenal athletes they're tough as nails i mean oh, yeah. i remember i did the story on t-berry and he lost an arm while he was in his 80s tractor fell on top of him crushed his arm to the point and he just all just quietly got into his pickup truck drove down to where his son was working at on their farm outside of leesville and said hey i i think I may need to have my arm taken off. Can you take me to the hospital? Like, <laughs> like, like they, they're just built different, Ron. They're just yeah. built. These rodeo folks, they, they have a different mindset. They're tough as nails. We're talking with the mad dog, Ron Higgins, award-winning columnist for Tiger Details. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. All right, bud, a couple of football guys to get to as well. Let's start with uh, Eric Andelsek. A lot of folks that covered LSU back in the day will argue that this is a guy, if he hadn't been killed at the age of 25 by someone running into his yard while he was cutting grass down in his home outside of Homa and Thibodeau, that he would have been mentioned in the same breath as Kevin Mawai, Alan Fanica's great LSU offensive linemen that are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Just how special a talent was Eric back in the day at LSU and what he was able to do with the Detroit Lions. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be twenty years tomorrow that we lost Eric Andelzek, uh, and uh, he was one of the absolute best. I mean, when you look at the fact, I mean, he was already All Pro player in, in nineteen ninety one, the, the year before he died. He was twenty five years old when he died. He started three of his first four years with Detroit, and at LSU, uh, I mean, Detroit got a deal. I mean, and, and both of I mean, let's we'll mention Kyle Williams also also Hall of Famer this year. Both those guys were fifth round draft choice. <laughs> it just amazes about me. Steals, both of them. I mean, Kyle with the Buffalo Bills and Eric with Detroit. And of course, Kyle had a look at Kyle in a second, but Eric uh, played on two of LSU's best teams ever, Orangebarger teams, when he was there for a couple of years. They even played a couple of ways with the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, he would, you know. I have no doubt that Eric Anzek would have been a Pro Football Hall of Famer had he lived. And I think, look, he got to block for Barry Sanders, and and who I think might be the most explosive, exciting runner ever in pro football history. If you watch watching Barry Sanders play football was like watching Pete Maravich play basketball. He did things that nobody ever saw before, and Eric Anzek blocked for him. Uh, I truly believe he would have made the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, and and you look at his numbers too. You look at Sanders' numbers; they decreased after Eric passed. Like yeah. they 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 went down after that, and Detroit was never able to find an interior lineman like that to help replace fill the void that they had with with their guy, uh, their All Pro at the age of twenty five. He gets put in. You mentioned Kyle Williams, understated guy. Very low-key personality-wise, coming from Ruston. He was a baseball star, track and field star, and football star there at Ruston High. Goes to LSU, one of Saban's early recruits, and becomes a foundational piece for what LSU was able to build for a generation, especially on the defensive side of the football, and then goes on to play 13 years for the Bills, Ron. 
Yeah, I think he uh, uh, he, he proved he, he's, he was durable. I mean, I think the fact that he was a good athlete in high school, not just football, really uh, helped him, uh, you know, as a defensive tackle. I mean, the, the quickness, the lateral movement. Uh, you know, he's a second-team All-American in college. I mean, he was one of LSU's best defensive linemen. Again, a fifth-round draft choice, you know, a, 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 a real deal. Now, I think Buffalo didn't know what they were getting when they had to draft in the fifth round. He played 18, you know, 13 years, started 178 games. Just solid. I mean, uh, a six-time Pro Bowler. Uh, you know, he, 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 you know, kind of reminds me of the Andrew Whitworth vein of, of somebody who was just uh, showed up every day and did his job. Yeah. You know, uh, knew you could be counted on. Knew you would you would get the very best from him. Knew he'd be a, a quiet leader. Uh, good for the community. I mean, uh, I, I just. And I know he's going to be on, uh, I think, uh, later in this show. I can't sell enough good things about Kyle. He, he's the essence of what a pro football player should be. A guy who's a team player, who's the very best at his position, but who also contributes to the community he plays in. Uh, I remember Lionel Hollins, when he coached at Grizzlies, told me, he goes, uh, he goes, everywhere that I played, my main, main thing was to, no matter how long I played there, a year, two years, three years, was to try to make the community better that I that I lived in, doing community work, whatever I did. And I think Kyle Williams is a great example of this. Wrapping up our conversation with the Mad Dog, Ron Higgins of Tiger Details. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. All right, bud, let's talk a little bit about current team, the baseball team. Artie has lost two coaches, uh, recruiting coordinator being one of them. They've been poached. They're going elsewhere uh, off of Jay Johnson's staff multiple players in the transfer portal, but they do make a big splash by getting the starting shortstop second baseman from Baylor to come there. Also rumors, uh, one of Vanderbilt's starting pitchers. It was found on social media hanging out there inside Alex Box Stadium earlier this week. Uh, What do you make of what's going on with Jay Johnson and the baseball team? I think, I mean, obviously – you would like to have assistant coaches who are good enough to be head coaches, and that's what he had. And I, I think that's – I'm sure he'll find good people. Uh, I think that the Texas pitching coach is available now, available to go after him. Uh, he's, I mean, Jay is really good at roster management and finding people. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure they've looked at the portal. Man, I knew he would go into the portal look for people, especially uh, starting pitching. Uh, and, and this is a time to do it. I mean – while the College World Series is going on, it kind of gives you a head start on your roster. If there's anything positive to not make the College World Series, it gives you a head start on your roster for next year and, and to make the transition and people entering the transfer portal and uh, looking at your roster openings. Uh, Jay's very, very much into roster management. He's always looking at his roster and figuring out things. And uh, he'll get some good people. The kid from Baylor is a solid. I mean, they need infielding bad as, you know, they were the worst fielding team in the SEC this year, one of the worst in, in, in college baseball. The only kind of field they could field on was an artificial turf field. They couldn't field on a regular field. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I have all the confidence in the world in him uh, that, you know, I think LSU fans kind of understand this was a rebuilding year, and to get 40 wins, to get as far as they did with no starting pitching, basically, and lousy fielding was a pretty good accomplishment. I would agree with that, brother. I would agree. 
Bud, I'm going to have to give me one of those hats, man. That is a clean-looking hat. I like that hat. They, that, how did you get your hands on that? Because I, I don't see merchandise being sold at the Manning Passing Academy. So how does the Mad Dog get himself a, one of those Manning Passing Academy hats? Actually, they do sell merchandise at the Manning Passing Academy. They do. What? They, yes, they do. I would have got one last year if I would have known this. You got to show me where to go, bud. Okay. You go underneath the, the, the stands of the stadium. That's where the merchandise table is, baby. Here you oh, go. there it is. We got to get you out of the press room. We know it's nice and cool in there. I understand that. <laughs> it was. It and, was. And, hey, and, and it's going to be like 9,000 degrees this weekend. And uh, Raymond, is this your final final week as president of the LSWA? Well, that, 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 that's, that's possibly up to, uh, up to debate. That's going to be up to vote. <laughs> it should well, be, but it may not be. Let's just leave it at that. Well, we'll stick you with it again. Uh, and, and by the way, you've done a really great job in, as president in, in juggling all your stuff. You kind of amaze me that, uh, how many things you juggle. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that, especially coming from you, my friend. All right, man. All right, bud. I'm going to see you. See you. That's the mad dog. See, he's got a clean, that's a clean looking hat. I may, I may. I was debating on whether or not to go down to the Manning Passing Academy because it's a busy weekend because we got Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame weekend and our LSWA convention. But I may have to go down to Thibodeau. Just saying. It's a clean-looking hat. Plus, I love going to the Manning Passing Academy. You get to see all the stars. They serve as counselors. You get to see the Mannings. It's a good time. If you've never been, you should go. we got to take a timeout. Wrap up our number two here on the RP3 and Company. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. You love sports. We love sports. My kids love sports. Our dog loves sports. The cat, what, are you kidding me? No. This is The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We're in the most active season of the year right now, but if you have joint pain, you can't live like you want to. Hip pain, knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain. It sucks the fun out of living. But I've got fantastic news. QC Kinetics is helping people here get the fun back. Regenerative medicine is the hottest thing going. This exciting in-office non-surgical treatment can repair and restore damaged tissue in your joints, giving you real, lasting relief from pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in these cutting-edge, all-natural options, and the patient satisfaction reports are incredible. They have over 100 clinics nationwide, including right here. Yes, you can get real relief from pain with no surgery, no drugs, no downtime. Stop putting it off. Call QC Kinetics now to learn more about regenerative medicine and get a totally free in-office consultation. Call 337-243-4222. That's 337-243-4222. Mark your calendar for the 8th Annual Fête du Détache Boat Procession down Bayou Tesh on Monday, August 15th. The day begins with Mass en Francais with Bishop Desitel at St. Leo's in Leonville at 8 a.m. Boats then depart for a Eucharist boat procession with stops at each church on the bayou ending in St. Martinville. Register your boat today and get more information at fetdudetesh.org. Don't miss the 8th Annual Fête du Détache Boat Procession Monday, August 15th. Visit fetdudetesh.org. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. 
but I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 8888 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 8888. Enjoy! Ah, traffic. Right. This wagon commute is killing me. Mm. You mind if I turn on your old radio? Oh, this song again. I swear they play the same three chants on every station. At this rate, it's going to take a fortnight to get to work. Well, just be glad you don't need to fill up. I mean, have you seen the price of hay? Mm-hmm. Throughout history, people have always hated to commute. That's why Monster lets you search work-from-home jobs. Find your job at monster.com or download the app. You're listening to The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for the LSU Tigers in southwest Louisiana. Foodie poll question of the day is in honor of the game's 10th birthday. Make sure to join us at B-Dubs this afternoon for our birthday bash. But the question of the day is, what cake do you prefer for your birthday? Right now, 50% of you say homemade cake like your mama used to make you when you were little. 22% say, who cares? It's all cake. 17% say high-end bakery cake. 11% say grocery store cake. Keep those votes coming. Keep those comments coming on Facebook and Twitter. We'll share them later. But coming up next, after the timeout here in RP3 and Company, LSU legend, soon-to-be Louisiana Sports Hall of Famer, Kyle Williams will be joining the program. You're not going to want to miss it. That's next right here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. To be a hero on the H&I Day Shift, you got to be tough. We're the good guys. Smart. Here we go. Have a cool ride. I have a plane to fly. Know how to improvise. Now you get the hang of things. And be good with numbers. Why 5-0? For five full hours, these icons never give up. Watch the day shift weekdays at 11 a.m. on KDCG over the air on channel 50.2. Check your local cable listings for the channel in your area. Aw, you didn't have to go so all out for my birthday. Yes, we did. Because birthdays are about showing your friends how much you care for them and how grateful you are for their... This is Jamie from Progressive. No, this is a great time. Progressive protects you 24-7. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. <clears throat> Jamie. Can you hold on one second? Uh, I gotta take this call. But remember, birthdays are about togetherness. 
Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. For over half a century, our family at Service Chevrolet Cadillac has had the honor and privilege of serving the families of Acadiana. A lot of things have changed in the last 50 years, but one thing that hasn't, our philosophy of treating our customers like a member of our own family. Our commitment to providing exceptional sales, service, and customer satisfaction has helped earn our reputation of being a dealer you can trust. Building on the foundation of honesty and integrity is one of the many reasons Service Chevrolet Cadillac is Louisiana's number one Chevy dealer year after year. And while we celebrate the success of the past 50 years, we look forward to the future of continuing to serve our community. We're Service Chevrolet Cadillac, Louisiana's number one Chevy dealer for the eighth year in a row. Our family serving your family for over 50 years. Service Chevrolet Cadillac, your super Chevy dealer. 1212 Ambassador Caffrey near I-10. Stop by or log on at servicegm.com. Chevy, find new roads. Claims based on current GM data. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. The LSU Tigers became one of the most dominant and greatest programs in college football in the early 2000s under former head coach Nick Saban, and it continued on. The next two coaches in line, guess what, also won national championships. But it took a big turnaround. It took some guys to put in the work, to put in the effort, to be able to lay the foundation to make LSU one of the prominent programs in the country in the last 20 years. And our next guest was one of those. He was a star football, baseball, and track and field athlete at Ruston High School. He was the Class 5A defensive MVP after recording 78 tackles, 17 for a loss, and seven sacks as a senior. He would go on to sign, of course, with LSU, where he would earn second-team All-American honors, first-team All-SEC honors, and helped the Tigers win the BCS National Championship in 2003. He would go on to be a fifth-round draft pick by the Buffalo Bills, and you know what? He just turned himself into one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL, playing 13 seasons, earning Pro Bowl honors six times, and was also named to the AP All-Pro team. It's our privilege to welcome to the program the man who will be taking the stage this Saturday in Natchitoches to be inducted into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame, Kyle Williams. Kyle, good morning, brother. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you making the time, bud. Let's, uh, man, let's start off. I, I know talking to people that have known you, that have covered you for years, even back during your high school days, you're very much a humble guy. You don't like the spotlight being on you. It's not something you feel comfortable with. So how are you making it out this week, bud, with all the interviews and everyone talking to you about being inducted into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame? Well, it's good. I mean, I think it's good to reflect back and, and know that, uh, you know, all the work that I put in is, is being recognized. And, and any time that you're recognized in your home state and uh, someplace that, that means so much to you and that we've come back and called home is obviously very special. Um, you know, I like to think that I can be comfortable in all situations, uh, but 
You know, it's really it, it's really not a natural thing for me because you know, truly, when I played, it was it was all about the team, it was all about us, and um, and that's the way I wanted it to be. And I and all I really wanted was an opportunity to play, and and just figured all the rest of it would take care of itself. And you know, really, here we are. Walk me back, growing up there in Ruston. You know, you played multiple sports, obviously. What was your first passion? What was the sport that you gravitated to first? You know, I was a baseball player um, growing up. And, uh, you know, as the older I got, I played in high school. And, you know, I just continued to get, you know, bigger and bigger. And and really, for me, I, I, when I got my first taste of football and uh, in the junior high and coming up through that, there was something about the game. Uh, there was really something about the preparation of the game that, you know, this was really like the ultimate team sport. You know, it's survival of the fittest. The toughest guys are going to rise to the top, the most competitive, the guys that can do it over and over again and, and, and be able to continue to play hard and put it on the line. And, and I really just fell in love with everything about it, you know, from the game to the preparation to the team, uh, how close you got with your teammates because you're all working together. Uh, for a common purpose, I, I really just fell in love with the game, and and really it kind of uh, took me over, you know, into high school, and yeah, you know, I did multiple things, but really, you know, as I got probably midway through high school, that was really my main focus. So you start developing into one heck of a pass rushing and run stopper there at Ruston High School. College teams start taking notice. Obviously, LSU, the in-state school, was recruiting you, but so was Auburn. Uh, Nebraska, Florida, Tennessee, a lot of the big boys, a lot of great coaches there with national championships under the belt. You know, why did you ultimately decide to stay at home and go to the in-state power or the LSU Tigers? Well, you know, really, uh, all of the schools that I got recruited by were were coming off good seasons. Uh, Nebraska played in the national championship that year. Tennessee and LSU both played in the SEC championship. Auburn wins their bowl game. I think they maybe go nine and three. Um, you know, really enjoyed the staffs, the universities, and and really, I think if it came down to it, you really couldn't make a wrong decision with any of those places. Uh, for me, it came down to being being close to home, allowing my friends and family and all the people that were so important to me to have an opportunity to come see me play. And really, I mean, you know, it's for me, my hometown's still three and a half plus hours away. Uh, you know, so I'm still going off to, on, on a new place to experience new things, a new city, a new part of the state. Um, you know, and you think you're going to get to, you know, you're so far away from home and, you know, you're not going to be able to get back home. Well, I can just tell you, like, once you hit the campus down there, uh, you don't have time to go home. You know, so it wouldn't have mattered if I was three and a half hours away or 15 minutes away. Once you're there and uh, Coach Saban made sure that we were plenty busy all the time. That leads me to my next question, brother. Nick Saban is known for being a tough, old-school, hard-nosed type of coach, right? He pushes you, pushes you, and pushes you, and he demands excellence. What was that like being coached by a man that's now revered as maybe the greatest to ever do it in college football? Uh, you know, it was it was a tough thing um, day in and day out. And when you're in the middle of it, uh, you – you really don't think about it being a, a great opportunity or a blessing to be tutored by somebody uh, with such a mindset that would challenge you every day uh, to push you to be your best. But it's it's one of the you know the old things you know hindsight being twenty twenty. Now 
I did. I, I, w- I was a focused guy. Uh, I pursued to be my best every single day uh, when I went out there. So it was easier for me to fall in line and respond to those challenges than others, I think. Um, but looking back, I can sure tell you that I appreciate being challenged um, every single day to, to draw the best out of me. Um, and I think I was able to get the most out of my career uh, individually because of my mindset that he built into us, that he trained us to be at our best every day. We're going to be asked and demanded to perform every single snap. Uh, he told us when it was good, and he told us when it was bad. And I think that kind of consistency is something that uh, I think we all can uh, appreciate, and I certainly enjoyed as a player. We're talking with former LSU All-American and BCS National Champion Kyle Williams joins us here on RP3 and Company. Once again, Kyle will be inducted into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame this Saturday night up in Natchitoches, and we're catching up with him right now here on the show. I want to talk about that defense, in particular that 2003 team's defense, because Kyle, just in the front seven alone, or just on the defensive line, Marcus Spears, yourself, Marquise Hill, I mean, you guys, Chad Lavallee, you guys had some tough dogs up front. Just talk about just how nasty that defensive line unit and that front seven was on that team. You know, looking back on it, I mean, it was it was such a talented group, um, competitive group. Um, you know, it, it's really like it's kind of the same thing I said with about Coach Saban earlier. When you're in the middle of it, you don't really realize what's going on. You know, I mean, you're getting pushed. You're trying to do your best. You're trying to be a good teammate. You're trying to go to school. You've got all these different things going on. But when you get an opportunity to look back at it and you look across that defense and all the guys that played in the NFL, played multiple years in the NFL, had those opportunities, you realize then at that point, like, hey, that's, that's not necessarily normal. You know, even for uh, some of these great teams um, now that maybe are playing in the playoffs in college, winning national championships, uh, you know, 10 of the 11 or 11 of the 11 aren't necessarily playing in the NFL or getting an opportunity to. So I think that's uh, what was really unique about that group. Tell me a little bit about your national championship season. You guys get an opportunity to play for the national championship after winning the SEC championship. What was kind of running through your brain? What was your mindset heading into that game? Well, I, I, I thought that we were in a good place. I think that everybody on the team um, – felt like we were the team to beat. We, we felt like uh, we had the upper hand because we were gonna, knew we were going to go and get after it and compete and make somebody try to uh, perform at our level. And I think outside of the talent of the guys that you saw in offense and defense, um, as far as you know, guys got to play in the NFL, their measurables and things you look at, the thing that I really think about when I think about that group you know, no matter what, uh, you know, your stars were or how highly recruited you are, were or weren't, that group as a whole, that team as a whole was so competitive. I mean, every day was a competitive get-after-each-other battle. And I think that's what ended up spilling over in the field and why we had so much success. I mean, we were, we were a competitive, combative, get-after-you, chippy group on offense and defense, and it showed on the practice field, but, like, it was kind of like big brother, little brother, like, hey, we can fight and carry on amongst each other, but, like, when we hit the field on Saturday, like, nobody nobody sticks with anybody in the family, and we got after it. 
you have a great career in college, All-American honors, All-SEC honors. You win a national championship. You get drafted, but you don't get drafted until the fifth round by the Bills. And, uh, Kyle, most guys that get drafted in the middle part and the later part of the NFL draft typically don't last 13 years in the league. Why were you able to make that happen? What, what was it about you, do you believe, that was able for you to not only stick on a roster but thrive once you got to the NFL? Well, I, I do think that there's a lot that was built foundationally into me from, you know, say, the obviously with my parents and what they did for me. And then I was very lucky to have great coaches growing up through, like, even like Dixie baseball as a kid. And then obviously my high school coaches. And then you go, <clears throat> excuse me, you go and you get involved in a program like LSU where every day you're being poured into by a guy like Tommy Moffitt. And you've you got a head coach um, like Nick Saban. And these guys are continually pouring into you and building your foundation really mentally. They're building mental toughness into you, you know, teaching you how to compete down in and down out and overcome things. And I think for me, like any of those meetings we had, all of the things we talked about, I literally took to heart. I, I, I took the good things in and I said, you know, how, how can I put this into myself? How does this affect me? How can I be better? and tried to use all those to build tools, to kind of put bullets in my gun, so to speak. And then all I necessarily wanted was an opportunity to play and compete. You know, wherever that ended up being drafted at, not drafted, whatever it was, you know, kind of my thoughts on the whole deal. I said, well, these are all the guys that I played against in college uh, and got after them, like, you're going to give him a different colored helmet now, and that, that's supposed to change, like, he's better now because you, you gave him, like, some money and a new helmet. I didn't really compute it that way. So, you know, I got my opportunity to go play, and really my mindset was, hey, down in and down out, like, <clears throat> I can handle it five minutes longer than you can. Let's just go get after it. You played for 13 years in the league. You earned all pro honors, but you also earned pro bowl honors six times. And, you know, a lot of the pro bowl is fan voting, which means Bills Mafia came out in droves for you. You were a fan favorite of the Bills Mafia. Tell us a little bit about interacting with them, that devoted fan base there in upstate New York. Well, it's, it's, such, a, it's such a college atmosphere. It's such a close-knit community atmosphere. Uh, they love their team. They love their community. They love their people. I could not have played for a better fan base. Really would not have wanted to play for a different fan base. I mean, uh, I would say that really being from two total opposite ends of the country, but um, really match up well as far as college to NFL, kind of uh, their their kindred spirit as LSU and Buffalo Bills fans. Just Absolutely showed up and showed off all the time. was a great community to play in, and I wouldn't have had it any other way. Wrapping up our conversation with former LSU All-American BCS National Champion and 13 NFL year veteran Kyle Williams, who will be inducted into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame this Saturday in Natchitoches. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. Kyle, I'll wrap it up with that. You're going into the hall of the state's best sports figures best players to ever do it what does that mean to you to walk on that stage on saturday night and and join the likes of guys like terry bradshaw and in so many others 
Well, I think for me, I want to look at it the way that I really approached how I played and why I played. It's, it's really, this is a culmination or this is um, an accolade or award that really reflects the people that poured into my life because I really, I really would not have been able to do what I was able to do if I had not had the people that built the foundation into me, pushed me, pulled out of me the very, very best of me. Uh, so I think it's just as much anybody that will be there uh, to celebrate with me, anybody that's not going to be able to be there that's close with me, it's just as much their award as it is mine because they were always on the forefront of my mind. Uh, when I was getting prepared to play seasons, when I was playing seasons, I wanted to represent them well, our fan base, our community, our organization. And then to just to be able to go into, like I said, somewhere that's your home state, somewhere that I've decided to move back to after so many years in New York, raise my family and be a part of the Ruston community, our Louisiana community, it means a great deal. Kyle, appreciate your time. Thank you so much for giving it. I know it's a busy week. I know it can be a stressful week. But congratulations once again on a well-deserving honor, brother. Can't wait to meet you in person and uh, see you get on stage and be inducted into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame this Saturday, bud. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Make no doubt about it. It's going to be a party. It's going to be a celebration in Natchitoches this weekend. But you know what? we got a celebration of our own this afternoon. That's right. It's the game's 10th birthday. We're holding our birthday bash out at Buffalo Wild Wings on Ambassador Caffrey this afternoon as we celebrate 10 years of being Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and we're inviting you. This is your invitation. No need to RSVP. Just show up. Tell them, hey, RP3 said stop by. This is what we got for you. Tasty wings. Boom. You know you love that. The delicious cake from Gambino's Bakery on Johnson Street. Amazing door prizes, including station swag, Astros tickets, a 50-inch TV donated by AVI, car washes from the wash donated by Service Chevrolet, a gift card from Partners Limited, a round of golf with a cart at Cane Row Golf Course, a $150 gift card to Mosley and Hollard Men's Clothing, and so much more in addition to your boy being out there. Producer extraordinaire Hannah Five Names, Kevin Foote, The Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holberg, and more. Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh are going to be broadcasting live from B-Dubs this afternoon for our 10th birthday bash. So swing by, come by, join us, enjoy the eats, get you a door prize, and come hang out with us at B-Dubs this afternoon from 4 to 9 for the game's 10th birthday bash. We got to take a timeout. When we return, we'll give you the latest update on our poll question of the day. We'll also open up the phone lines, 337-706-0111. You're listening to RP3 and Company right here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. There are two types of sports reporters. Those who are respected for their ability at building relationships with coaches and players. And here's our game plan. Then there are those whose method of reporting is getting hammered with a college football team at Pat O's. We're going streaking! We'll let you guess which one RP3 is. Back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, 
Oh, birthday, birthday, happy birthday to us. That's right, the game. It's our birthday. We're having our party at Buffalo Wild Wings starting at 4 o'clock this afternoon, of course. That led us to our poll question of the day. And that's our foodie poll question of the week. What cake do you prefer for your birthday? Do you go with the homemade cake like your mama used to make you? Do you go with, who cares, it's all cake? Also a a decision I would respect. Do you go high-end bakery cake or do you go grocery store cake? Right now, 52% of you say homemade cake. 26% say, who cares, it's all cake. 13% say high-end bakery. 9% say grocery store. Let's get to some comments, shall we? Y'all got brought some good ones today. As always, Doug says, happy birthday, 103.7 The Game. Looking for the LSU game on my pocket radio one day and came across the game. My radio dial hasn't moved since. Happy birthday. Thank you, Doug. Dak Cajun says, chocolate cake with chocolate icing topped with pecans. Or if you're in other parts of the country, pecans. (laughs) There's also Cajun fan says, goes with the cookie cake. Once again, I can't, you can't go wrong. Once again, love cookie cake. Not hating on the cookie of the cake. But I'm just saying, this is traditional cake is what we're talking about here. Just traditional cake, folks. Let's get to some more comments over on the Book of Face, shall we? Or better known as Facebook. Jamie says, homemade German chocolate. That's his go-to. Jude Miller says, homemade chocolate with vanilla ice cream. Jeff says, all about the cookie cake. Thank you, Jeff. For... Ralph says, homemade carrot cake. That way I can say I'm eating my vegetables while having cake. <laughs> I like that. Martin says, red velvet and happy 10th birthday to the game. Andrew says, it's all cake, but give me some crab cakes. My man went totally off script there, and I'm here for it. I appreciate you. Joining us now here to discuss our foodie poll question of the week and our poll question of the day on our birthday is a man who, guess what? Today is his birthday as well. You know him. He's the legend. Steve Wiley. Good morning. Happy birthday, bud. Well, thank you, my friend. It's great to be here this morning. We have we have some nice music playing underneath. Yeah. Just for you. Just for you. Happy birthday, bud. <laughs> thank you, man. <laughs> you weren't ready for that. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> but you know, I'm never ready for anything. Yet. Yeah, well, that's perfect. By the time I have some clear idea of what I'm doing around here, it's time to go home. Well, that's the best way to be living. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. All right, bud. You heard us talk about our foodie poll question of the week, right? So what do you go to? What's your? If you had a preference, do you go with the homemade cake like your mom used to make you? Do you go with the grocery store cake, which is always popular for birthdays, right? You go to, back in the day, Winn-Dixie or Dell Champs or Food World or wherever you were from. You go get you the, the the grocery store cake. Now would mainly probably be Super One or Walmart. Do you do that, or do you go with a high end bakery like a you know a specialty shop to get your cake? Or does it matter? Cake is cake. Well, uh, my thing homemade. There we go. I remember when I was a kid, my mother said, "I'm going to make a cake. Uh, you want to try a carrot cake?" And I, and I thought, "Wow, how disgusting! Carrot cake? Are you?" Kidding? I was blown away. First time I had it, you know, my mom made a carrot cake. I loved it. Um, you know, you could get me going on this for about a half hour now. But to answer your question, homemade. Got to go homemade. Homemade, especially 
chocolate, devil's food, something like that, Ooh. and put a couple tablespoons of mayonnaise in it. It makes it moist. Oh, yeah. It's a trick. It's a baking trick. If you watch the baking shows, they, a lot of them do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you don't taste the mayonnaise. I must miss that step when I oh. was watching all the caking shows. <laughs> Hand of five names, it makes it so incredibly moist and just, it, it, it's like, it's like dying and going to heaven. It's just, it's just like adding oil is all it is. You're just adding moisture oh, okay. to it is all you're doing. Okay. How do I know this? I, I don't. But, <laughs> but it has more body because it's got eggs in it. Correct. That's true. Correct. On Correct. Now, I went on a little bit of a rant about fondant, Steve, earlier today. Uh-huh. And, 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 and five names, obviously, she's planning for her wedding, so she's all about cake that's covered in what I would call, you know, dried up toothpaste. <laughs> so I, I'm not a fan of it. My wife is a fan of fondant. I don't. I just I don't want it anywhere near my cake. I eat around it. I don't want something chewy on my cake. Where do you fall when it comes to fondant? All over your cake. I mean, I love it. What do you think, Steve? <laughs> but the reason you, you have to eat around it, you don't have to eat around it. It is hard and en- it's hard enough that you can just take it off. No, nothing hard on your cake. No. Why? Why do Everything's I need to Everything's got to be soft and gooey. Thank you. Why do I need it's to like put a sugary in extra air- work? It's like you have you have airheads, but it's like a, it's a sweet version. No. No, no, it's cake. Yes. First of all, first of all, why would you possibly? Why would you want to cover up delicious cake? That's one. That that's that's number one on the list. Why would you want to cover up delicious cake with something that's chewy? It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. It's not chewy. It's very it, to me it melts in my mouth whenever I eat it. But then maybe you're just eating people that don't know how to make it right. Because every one that I've had tastes absolutely delicious. And it's usually my favorite part. Somebody has a fondant cake. I want the fondant. I don't want as much of the cake anyway. Because I, I don't like icing. So it's like. See, I love icing. It's you, it's, 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 you don't like icing? I don't like cake? icing. Well, it's your wedding. I mean, I. <laughs> oh. is, is that, Steve, is that going to now determine whether or not you attend Hannah's wedding? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Are you going to have boiled shrimp? <laughs> No. Ah. I have a lot of chicken. Oh, okay. I like only chicken. get two options. So yeah. chicken Alfredo and baked chicken. <laughs> hmm. So it, so oh no, fondant. See, see, but I I think this is this is a a, a woman thing. I think women love the, the fondant and, and men don't. I, I just I, that's how I feel about that it. That might be what it is. I mean, I just I've always liked it. It's meant for usually you see more fun on a cake than you will icing. If the person maybe not be good at the icing work. So you use fondant as your like your cutaway to cover the cake to make it the pretty colors without having to do the icing. You see, so a lot a lot of folks on those baking shows that they're buttercream icing masters, yeah. and that's what they use. But then I, I'll be, we'll, the wife and I will be watching the baking shows, and they'll be making this delicious cake, and they're going through all the steps, and they're like, "Oh, I'm putting this," and, you, and you, your mouth starts watering. Like that's going to be a delicious tasting cake that you're making, and then they're like, "And we're going to drape the whole thing and fond it." And I'm like, "I'm done. All I'm right. done. What are you doing? You just what, you're wasting. You're covering it all up. What are you doing? Stop with all that nonsense." But uh, to answer your question of the actual poll question, um, <laughs> I would say who cares? It's all cake because it depends on really the person that's making it to know if I'd rather have certain things. I grew with all of it. Like my mom made homemade cakes when we were like really young because she was a preschool teacher. So it's all she did was she went to school, 
taught two-year-olds, came home. So birthdays were fantastic. I mean, like, we had a, had a TV for a birthday one year with my cake. One year I had, like, the old camera, like, the film and everything. But then, you know, growing up, you go to a better party, you go to a party somewhere else out of your house. That's when you have, like, the high-end bakery-type cake. Or so, grocery store cake. Yeah. Love me a Rouse's cake. My graduation birthday, my graduation party cake came from Rouse's. They right. have good cakes there. They're really there good go. at it. There we go. So keep voting on the poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter, if you will. Steve, thank you, brother. Happy birthday to you, man. Thank you Glad so you're much. here. Glad you're part of the family, my friend. Hopefully, you're going to stop by the party? Oh, yeah. There we go. Steve Wiley. That's producer extraordinaire Hannah Five Names. we got to take a timeout. When we return, we're going to talk to the STM coaching legend, Danny Broussard, our friend. He's going to be joining us from Chicago. Mr. Worldwide, he is. He's running into celebrities, former NBA stars, getting pictures taken. He's just a magnet. He just Everywhere he goes, he meets famous people. We'll talk to Danny. That'll be coming up next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and you're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for the best local sports talk in southwest Louisiana. Tenth birthday bash is going to be this afternoon. Once again, come join us at Buffalo Wild Wings on Ambassador Caffrey. Starting at 4 o'clock. Look, this is your invitation. You don't have to RSVP. You just show up. We want you to be there. Because without you, we wouldn't be celebrating 10 years at Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We're going to have tasty wings on tap. A delicious cake from Gambino's Bakery. Amazing door prizes, including station swag, t-shirts, koozies. We got Astros tickets to give away. We got a 50-inch flat-screen television donated by AVI. Car washes from the wash. Donated by Service Chevrolet. A gift card from Partners Limited. A round of golf with a cart at Cane Row Golf Course. A $150 gift card to Mosley and Hollard Men's Clothing and so much more. In addition to all your favorite personalities and then including myself. Because I'm probably not your favorite. But Kevin Foote is. He'll be there. In addition, Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh are going to be broadcasting live from the party. So come join us at B-Dub's. Today, starting at 4 o'clock, all the way until a little past 9 o'clock. It's the game's 10th birthday bash. We're going to wrap up today's show talking to a man who technically does not work here. But he feels like a member of the family. He's been as a guest on every show this station has put forth. I'm talking about shows that don't exist anymore. I'm talking about weekend shows, once-a-week shows. And he's even served as a guest host. He does that in addition to being a coaching legend, a man with more than a thousand victories under his belt, multiple state champions, state championships, and a future Hall of Famer. It's our good friend joining us now, the STM coaching legend, Danny Broussard. Coach, good morning, brother. How are you, my friend? RP, I'm doing great. I do have one bone to pick with you, though. Oh, you know, yeah, I do. I do feel like a part of the fan. I wonder what, why. Uh, I wasn't asked if that this party tonight, you know, of a correct date or not. We could have pushed it back a week or so 
so I could attend that party. That would have been nice. I told you what the date was for the party months ago, <laughs> you maniac. You maniac. I, all right, so tell me, tell me, why are you in Chicago? Well, I'm actually, I was in Chicago for three days. I'm actually now in a town called Altoona, Iowa. Have you ever heard of Altoona, Iowa? I've heard of Iowa. That's the best I can do for you. <laughs> well, I had not heard of Altoona, Iowa either, but uh, RP, the way this thing works is, you know, every every year the a state bids on hosting the National uh, Coaches Convention, and Iowa, Iowa won the bid, and they have their pick. They picked Altoona as the site of the convention. So uh, we're in beautiful. I am. I got here yesterday. I'm in beautiful Altoona, Iowa. Altoona, Iowa. What's the do yes. in Altoona, Iowa, bud? What's the nightlife like over there in Altoona, Iowa? <laughs> well, let's just say we were we, we're in a casino, and that's pretty much pretty much the extent of it. <laughs> Of this town, they do have they do have adventure adventure something with a little Ferris wheel. So I think maybe my daughters they might want to go check that out today. And there also is the outlet mall that they found. So uh, you know there are a few things to do in Altoona, but uh, no. In, in all jokes aside, it's uh, you know it, it's it's great uh, honored to be here. You know RP and uh, uh, you know it's just um, uh, it, it, I'm just uh, uh, glad for this. You know I'm kind of I feel like I'm representing. You know the city of Lafayette. Uh, obviously, my my school, St. Thomas More, that I've been with for forty years, and uh, uh, you know it's just an honor to be uh, recognized as you know one of the top eight in the country. Wow, that's a, that's a wonderful thing, brother. I'm glad you're able to enjoy it. Uh, uh, but just to be all seriousness, if if the lead is an outlet mall is the selling point of of a town, <laughs> it's usually it's usually. I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. All right. I have, to, I have a serious question for you because, yeah. and, and yeah. You know, look, we're, we're friends. So, but anytime I, I jump onto my social media accounts, there you are running into famous people all the time. It's as if you're a magnet. You step off the plane, you're in another town, and all of a sudden just famous people are drawn to you. What's the secret? <laughs> How are you doing this? That is kind of funny, though, that you say that, because I, I don't know how that happened. I, you know what I think? I think everybody does it. I just have RPI, like, uh, faces. It's the craziest thing. Like, I'm terrible with names, but just like when Charles Oakley walked in, we were sitting there with me and my two daughters, my wife, and my brothers, and I looked, I told him, I said, I said, that guy played for the Bulls, right? When you, I mean, now, again, he was 6'7", or, you know, 6'7", so <laughs> but, but, I, 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 but it's, it's his face, and so it took me a while and I, re- I technically went to the Chicago Bulls roster, <laughs> but when Jordan and I said that's Charles Oakley, <laughs> so so I went. I tell you what, uh, RP, he was an awesome dude. I, I went up to him. You know, he was there. He was there with the. Uh, uh, I don't know. He was there with the. Uh, it looked like she was a female acquaintance. Whatever. I don't, I'm not sure it was his wife or not. I have no idea. But uh, so I just went. I said, look, I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I said. Uh, you know, I said, are you Charles Oakland? He goes, yeah, I am. And so I told him, you know, uh, I said, I'm just a basketball fan, you know, and, you know, love the way you play basketball. I'm, I'm a coach, you know. And he said, oh, yeah. And he said, where are you coach? And so I said, what are you doing here? And so when I told him that, he goes, oh, man. He said, well, that deserves a picture. You know, I was, I was going to ask him for one, you know, if, if, if it went good. I didn't want to bother him too much. But he's the one that bought it. He goes, well, that deserves a picture. I said, well, that's cool. So then Ricky, my brother, you know, Ricky was there. And he said, well, my brother coached college basketball. He said, well, let's get him in there, too. So anyway, he was a he was a really nice guy. He talked for us for about five minutes about basketball, you know, about his day. So that was kind of a cool, cool, cool meeting. But yeah, you know, I just happened, to, whatever it is. Like I said, I think I just happened to recognize people, uh, and that some people, some of y'all, all the time see them, but you just don't don't know they're there. 
We're talking with the STM coaching legend, a man with more than a thousand wins under his belt and multiple state championships. So many now that he's lost count. It's Danny Broussard joining us here in RP3 and Company. All right, bud, let's talk about what's going on for you. Obviously, you're at the convention, but what are the plans for you and your program during the summer? I know you always stay busy. Um, are, are you at least going to take some time off to take a family vacation? What are the plans not only for your program but for yourself this summer? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's been it's been actually pretty hectic so far. We we kind of everything's kind of in June for us, you know. All the team camps we go to just got back from Magnesia the week, last weekend. Uh, this week I actually missed this past weekend. We went to a Baton Rouge, uh, which I, I flew to Chicago uh, Saturday morning, so I missed that team camp. Uh, we've been doing really pretty well. Uh, we got a ways to go though, but we've had a pretty good summer. Uh, when I get back, we're going to a. Uh, um, uh, showcase event in New Orleans. It's supposedly 64 teams. They play like the NCAA tournament. He goes 64 to 32 to 16 in, in the weekend. So we're, we're, we're finishing off our summer with that. That's going to be our last basketball-wise. Still doing weight workouts. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I actually get to go uh, to the beach for a week, which is, that's kind of my, that's my place I love. I just love, some people hate the sand. I don't. I love it. I love the beach. And so, yeah, we do get to go to um to the uh, 30A area, whatever that is, Rosemary Beach, something like that. I'm not even sure exactly where, where they booked, but somewhere out there in, uh, in on 30A. All right, bud, what do you – look, it, it's a weird time because you got your kids. They're distracted because of summer. You're going through these events, these tournaments. What, what are you looking for? I've, I've always meant to ask you during the summer because it's not close to the season, right? Uh, they right. have all the distractions. What are you looking for your team? What are you looking for these guys to get out of these experiences? Yeah. Well, you know, we, we have a saying we give to our players when we when we meet with them uh, right before school's out. We say, you know, players are made and the players are made in the off season. Teams are made during the season. So, uh, so we, uh, you know, we try to tell them, hey, look, this is where you get in the weight room and get stronger and really work on the individual game. Come in early. You know, RPI start camping at eight o'clock. I've had kids come in. They ask me. I said, well, look, I'm here at six thirty. I've had kids come in at six thirty, get some, get an hour of shooting in before camp starts. So, you know, it, it's kind of individual. Each individual kid, as far as you know, trying to develop themselves and get better, you know. So we kind of we kind of encourage them to get some shots in the summertime, you know, and uh, and and really get strong in the weight room. We really concentrate. We, we just think that, you know, the kind of kids we have that we really need to be, you know, physically strong because, you know, a lot of kids are more athletic than us, stronger, faster. So so the weight room is really important to us in the offseason. That's kind of, you know, four days a week is a lot, and that's what we try to do, upper body, lower body. And look, I'm going to get – look, I'm going to tell you, I have nothing – I mean, when I'm saying nothing, that's uh, Nick. Nick, my sister, Nick Cartes, uh is is kind of our weight guy. He's in there with them, as well as Wesley, and uh, they, they do an unbelievable job of getting those kids, you know, no ready, you know, and uh, and uh, it's it's there, it's there. And and to be honest with you, RP3, like I, I I go to most games in the summertime, and I just I just sit and watch. They they hear my my voice enough. They get tired of me, so it's an opportunity to let Wes and Nick kind of kind of take over, and uh, you know they coach almost every game. I, I don't say that every now and then I don't go in there, but for the most part, I just sit back and evaluate and watch guys and see who's developing like we like, you know, and who's who's uh, maybe not uh, where we like them to be, and, uh, and that's really that's really the extent of my summer. That's kind of how I handle it. So uh, you know, I, it does keep me busy, but at the same time, 
it's not uh, taxing them. You know, I get to kind of relax a little bit and, and enjoy watching our, our kids play. And we and even threw our freshmen in this year, which we hadn't done in a while. We threw our freshmen in, in a little league. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of crazy. But no practice or anything. We just threw them in there. And we said, hey, look, let's just go have some fun. Just play the game. You know, and, and it, it has been kind of fun to watch these kids kind of start to start their career at SCM. You know, they, they have, we run no offense. They're just getting after the temp, penetrate to the basket, try to make stuff happen. And uh, they've actually performed pretty well uh, for not, you know, for not practicing or anything. So uh, excited about the future as well. Brother, I appreciate you making the time. I couldn't be doing a show on our birthday without not having you involved <laughs> with it. Uh, I know you're a busy man, but you're always gracious with your time. I love when you get to fill in. Come visit us in the studio and get to fill in as a guest host. Can't wait to have you back in the studio, brother. Enjoy Iowa. Enjoy the convention. And get you some rest this summer, brother, and we'll be in touch, bud. All right, RP. Thanks for having me on. Y'all have a good rest of the summer. And uh, have fun tonight without me. That's Danny Broussard, STM coach and legend. And a man who's he's part of the family. He may not be on the payroll, but he's part of the game family. Been a big part of what we've been able to do here, becoming Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Thanks to Coach for making the time, as always. We got to take a timeout. When we return here, We'll finalize our foodie poll question of the week. And, of course, we'll get you set up for Kevin Foote in footnotes. That's all next right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Outstanding five names. Take a bow. It is our birthday. Happy birthday to us. And look, want to give a shout out to everyone that's made our station great over the years. It's been 10 years. A lot of folks have come and gone. A lot of folks put in a lot of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears to help this station get to this point. I've only been a small part of that. I've been here in this capacity now a little bit more than three years. Had the little part-time show in Kevin's time slot before then for about six months. So I've only, I'm only a small part of this station's story, but it's made a big difference in a lot of people over the years. And I'm, I'm not only talking about the 17 producers I've had, um, because I'm fairly, I'm pretty hard on them. <laughs> they, 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 they come and go uh, uh, for your boy RP3. But seriously, everyone that's been involved, Dave Schultz, Ben Love, David Grubb, Cody Schutz, Louis Prejean, Nick Diaz, Kevin, Clint Domain, Chet. There's a laundry list of people that have come through here that have helped made this station what it is. Couldn't have been here without all of their work that they put in over the years as this station has grown to become Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Don't forget to come out and celebrate with us for our birthday bash, B-dubs on Ambassador Caffrey. It's going to begin at 4 o'clock. Miguez and Mesh will be broadcasting live from there. I'll be there. Kevin Foote will be there. Hannah will be there. Everyone will be there. So come hang out with us. we got great door prizes. You've been hearing us talk about them for, well, weeks now. <laughs> We're going to have a good time. It's going to be a party. I want to take a moment to thank all of our guests. Ron Higgins from Tiger Details, talking all things LSU and the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. Kyle Williams, the LSU legend and soon-to-be Louisiana Sports Hall of Famer. And Danny Broussard, the STM legend. Final results of the foodie poll question of the week. What cake do you prefer for your birthday? 50% of you have voted, said homemade cake. 21% say who cares, it's all cake. 
18% say high-end bakery cake, and 11% of you say grocery store cake. Thank you for all who voted on the poll question of the day. Left your comments as well. little sad news to let you know about Jalen Ferguson. The man known as Sack Daddy who played at Louisiana Tech holds the FBS record for most career sacks with 45. He has died at the age of 26. No reports yet on what is the cause of death, but he was found having passed away in Baltimore. He plays for the Baltimore Ravens, so sad news for uh, a Louisiana Tech great Jalen Ferguson passing away at the age of 26. That broke in the last hour. For the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, I'm Raymond Parsha Third, better known as RP3. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Up next, Kevin Foot and Footnotes, right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.